Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Barbara Taylor. Barbara, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Barbara is a nationally recognized expert on the topics of selling, buying, and valuing privately held businesses. Her blog, Transaction, ran in the New York Times for three years, and she's been named one of the seven people every entrepreneur should follow on Twitter. She's the co-founder of Allen Taylor & Company, a merger and acquisition firm. I'm excited to have you on. Barbara, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I am Barbara Taylor, and yes, I'm the co-founder of Allen Taylor & Company, uh, which is a uh, business brokerage and M&A advisory and business valuation firm. We're located in Bentonville, Arkansas, but we do work all over the country. And uh, my husband and I started the business in 2006 after we sold our own business. And for a lot of folks who go through the process of selling a business, it ends up being kind of an aha moment where, um, you know, it's something that most of us only do once as business owners. And it's not something we're necessarily experts at. But you go through the process and it's like, wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff I wish I'd known. Um, And one of the problems can be trying to find the right person to help you through the process. So we sold our business in 2006 and we used a a business broker to help us. And what we learned from that experience was, first of all, it's, it's really important to find the right person to help you sell your business. Um, the two of the things we could not figure out how to do on our own was how to sell our business confidentially, because typically it's something that you don't want people to know about. Right. Um, and we, we also didn't know how we would locate a buyer, um, especially how to do that confidentially. So, um, those two things made us realize, um, that we, the, the role of the business broker or the M&A advisor, whoever your intermediary is, is a pretty important one. But uh, we also felt that we could offer a much higher level of, of service to small business owners who kind of fit into that um, part of the spectrum of entrepreneurship where the business is too big for traditional Main Street business brokerage, but it's too small for investment banking, uh, which is really uh, millions of businesses out there. So um, that's what we do and kind of why we do it. We've been doing it since 2006 and really enjoy um, helping business owners sell. And a big part of that is is also the business valuation as well. Got it. So personal experience, you said there's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah, but- you know, I think I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that's why they start a business. It's It's not always about having a new invention or something super innovative. It's just about seeing a need in the marketplace and feeling like you can do it better. Got it. Um, and I'm, I'm always curious. So since 2006, have there been a lot of changes in this industry after, um, obviously the, the, the financial collapse in 2008? Um, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on that. And I'm also curious as to, it sure seems like we're in the golden age of 
the romanticism of startup companies and side hustles and people wanting to become entrepreneurs? Is that just my perception or do you find that to be true as well? Well, I'll start with your, your first question. So yeah, the, the financial collapse of 2008 was, uh, well, for, for those of us who survived it as small business owners, I, I don't think any of us have ever gotten over it, nor will we probably ever. It's probably changed a lot of us. Right. Uh, permanently. But, and I know getting through it, doing what I do, uh, was, I mean, just, it was horrendous. I mean, the, you know, the capital markets just shut down and, um, it, it wasn't that deal flow slowed down, deal flow died. I mean, it was a terrible time, uh, for everybody and for small business owners. Um, you had folks who were hoping that they were going to sell and kind of getting ready for that big moment and then having to, completely change gears and just figure out how to survive. Um, so going through that was, you know, it, it was, it was tough. And, and, um, I think those of us who survived it are just pretty proud of that as an accomplishment in and of itself. For sure. Yeah. Things, things are now, um, pretty much back to pre-recession levels. Um, it's, it's definitely a seller's market right now. Um, you know, a couple of things happened uh, as a result of the of the financial collapse. Uh, in that, there are a lot of business owners and baby boomers, in particular, who were hoping to retire at a certain point. You know, maybe it was in 2012 or 11 or something, and those plans had to be scuttled uh, as they just tried to you know survive and stay in business. And so, there's there are a lot of uh, business owners who are, you know, they're finally back up on the upswing and they put together another two, three, however many good years that, you know, they're kind of back on top of things again. And, um, you know, now they're, now they're having to sort of restart their exit planning all over again. So I, I think that, you know, probably most folks that, that are involved in financial services in any way are really, you know, sort of laser focused on all these retiring baby boomers. But, you know, the, the, I think, I don't know what the percentages are, but a large percentage of small businesses in the U.S. are owned by baby boomers. And we're all kind of waiting for that big wave to hit. You know, people call it a tsunami of these retiring baby boomers. And um, so far, when it comes to baby boomer business owners selling and exiting, uh, the wave is really more of a trickle right now. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I think they're they're hanging on um, longer than they thought they would have. But um, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question about about changes um, yeah, for sure. that were sort of instigated by the, the financial crisis. But um, as far as your second question about the golden age of the side hustle, um, I don't know. I, you know, that's a good question. I'm not really sure the answer to that one. So why do you say that it's a seller's market? Well, in general, there are typically more buyers uh, for good businesses than there are good businesses that are actively on the market. Um, so that's just kind of a general thing that I've seen ever since I started. There, there are a lot of businesses that are for sale that either shouldn't be for sale or have a lot of problems. But if you have a really great business with great historic financials, profitable, you know, all, all of the things that buyers love in a business. Um, I think it's always a seller's market for those folks. 
But um, right now, there's there's just there's lots of buyers out there. There's lots of money out there. There's lots of private equity groups uh, who are looking for targets, and it's you know the capital markets are are pretty you know there's a lot of access to capital right now. So it's it's definitely a good time, and for, and for most business owners, again, they've probably put together the last three years probably look really good. Uh, so their valuation for their business is probably looking pretty good too. So it's, it's a great time to sell. You know, the, the irony is, um, the best time to sell your business is typically the time that you don't want to sell it or the time that you're not, you're, you're least likely to do that. You know, it's, you know, it's like any other investment. You just, you want to hang on to it when it's, when things are going great. And of course you want to, it's like anything else you want to sell at the peak. So uh, but very few business owners actually do that. And so they kind of ride the wave a little too long and they, they wait for things to sort of either stagnate or they've gotten burned out or whatever. And they tend to sell it at, at a time that's not as um, advantageous as, you know, selling when times are great. But that's kind of the nature of business ownership. And that's something I was curious about. And maybe we can circle back to it is sort of the role that that, that, that bias plays. But I, I was hoping that you could just describe the typical process for when for for selling a business. Somebody wakes up one day and says, you know what, maybe maybe it's time to start getting ready. And then what are the typical steps from there? Yeah, well, hopefully they wake up one day and say, it's time to get ready to sell my business as opposed to waking up one day and saying, I think I will sell my business now. Um, because it is something that takes a lot of planning. And I, I think there are a lot of business owners out there that, you know, again, it's not top of mind most of the time and they feel like I'll address it when I'm ready. But typically when you're ready is, is too late or, or you end up wishing that you had planned earlier. Um, but you know, the, the, the process typically takes, you know, at least I, I would say, spend at least a year or two preparing your business for sale um, and start that process with getting the business valued. A lot of business owners think they know what their business is worth, um, either because they heard about somebody who sold their business and they think theirs is worth the same multiple of earnings or whatever. But um, a good place to start is to have the business valued. And typically, if you're talking about wanting to sell your business at, at some point, you're going to want to have somebody value the business who is familiar with the business for sale marketplace. So I'm in no way bashing anybody's CPA, but your CPA isn't necessarily the person who should be valuing your business. Um, right. So find, find somebody early on and have it valued. And that way you have time to address things. Um, if you don't, you know, a lot of times business owners aren't really necessarily happy with the number they see or they want to do better. Um, so ideally, um, you know, start that process early and have start with the business valuation and don't fall into that trap of a lot. A lot of people kind of compare selling your business to selling a house. Um, you know, for a lot of folks, that's kind of the only asset sale that they're really familiar with. And, it's not like that um, at all. I, I mean, certainly you can make some comparisons, but it's not. And um, you know, you don't you don't have to prepare for two years to sell your house. You you can just wake up and call a real estate agent and list it. It's mm-hmm. that easy. 
but not so with the business. Um, so the process, you know, is ideally, yes, get ready, prepare, have it valued, understand what it's worth, um, and work with somebody. Um, you really, it takes a team to help you to sell your business. So you should be talking to your CPA about the after-tax consequences of a sale. Um, you should be talking with your financial planner about what you would do with those investable assets. Uh, you should be talking to an intermediary or somebody like my firm who's going to help you through the process and um, help you get educated on what you need to know because I think you said something about bias. There are a lot of uh, misconceptions about selling, about what buyers want, but how buyers act and um, you know what they may ask of you. And so it's just great to gather that team up earlier rather than later. You know, your attorney, of course, is going to become critical. Um, and it may be that you'll have to find advisors that you don't already have. Um, so chances are most business owners don't have someone like me, you know, on in their contact list. Um, so you'll want to start looking for somebody who can maybe help you through the process, start interviewing people. And, and same with your attorney. Um, a lot of times you've got a very long history with your attorney who's probably saved your, your bacon on a number of occasions, <laughs> um, as a business owner for years and years, but they might not be the right attorney to help you with the sale of your business. Right. Um, it's something that requires some, some technical expertise and a certain temperament as well. So start gathering up that team, start preparing, start getting all this different input and then um, when you're ready, uh, typically you'll, you'll work with somebody like me to, to um, prepare marketing materials, a confidential information memorandum or selling, selling memorandum. And that takes typically about a month. And then you go ahead and go live, um, finding buyers, having interviews, accepting offers, things like that. And um, right now it's, it's taking approximately six months to sell a business, which is pretty quick, actually. Yeah. Um, it can easily take longer than that. Um, I used to tell people more like six to 12 months, um, but things things have been moving pretty fast in today's market. So that's kind of a, a general overview of, of the process. Got it. How often do people balk at getting a business, getting their business actually professionally valued? Because I know it's not a, a small fee. It's not a small expense. Yeah, well, so people do balk at it for sure. Um, I think it typically because it doesn't feel like there's any urgency around it. Um, it's like, ah, uh, you know, I don't really have to do this, right? So when there's not urgency around something, it's hard to actually do it. Right. Um, so I think that's part of the resistance. Um, the fee, you know, there's a there's a range of fees out there. Certainly, on some level, you kind of get what you pay for. There are free things like biz equity where you can plug some numbers in and into a web-based thing. And I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. Um, on the high end of the spectrum are certified valuations, which usually start around $10,000, but you don't need a certified valuation to get an understanding of what a buyer would pay. Um, so like my firm typically charges $2,500 to go through our, it's almost kind of like a mock due diligence process that includes um, the range of value that we would expect offers to come in at. And I think my fee is is probably about what you would expect to get like an M&A person to 
tell you, you know, what they think your business is worth and go through what's driving the value, what might be pulling it down. Um, so it's, it's certainly not an area where you would need one of the more expensive certified valuations, which um, there are many instances where you need to have that for litigation and tax purposes and whatnot. But just getting that that temperature read on, you know, what what would a buyer say? What would a buyer do? What would they offer me? Um, that that type of valuation does not be certified, so the fee shouldn't be, uh, you know, up there like like the certified ones. Got it. I would have to imagine that when we're talking about the majority of business owners, the majority of people who entrepreneurially started a really successful business, now they're ready to sell it, they're probably not going to do this more than once. So mm-hmm. it's like their baby, it's it's one of the most important things in their life, and it's probably going to be their largest asset. So I imagine that guiding somebody through the process of this from beginning to end and managing the emotions and the cold feet and everything has got to be one of the primary aspects of your work. Definitely. Um, there's, we do a lot of, of, um, education, uh, just letting sellers know what to expect. And it's why we, we love to work with people early in the process. I mean, we're, we're taking a business to market now. We've known the business owner for six years. And so that owner is, wow. is totally ready. Um, so it is the more time we, we have to work with, with the business owner and get them over some of these hurdles, you know, and it's not just about the numbers to your point, there's a high amount of emotion that's going into this. Um, it, you know, it's kind of scary. The the stakes are high. You've got your identity tied to it. Most likely, um, it's probably been your, you know, sort of dictated your lifestyle for a long time. And so, yeah, it's, it's important to address those soft issues early on too, so that you don't get to the point of, you know, two weeks before closing and you're like, I can't go through with this. You know, that we haven't had that happen in a very long time because we, we try and make sure that not only is the business ready for the sale process, but the owner is ready for the sale process too. Yeah, I have to, <laughs> I have to yeah. imagine that that if you are not doing the right work on the front end, you will have a bad result at the back end. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's why you hear a lot of horror stories about selling a business. Um, I always wish I could deconstruct all of those stories because I'm I'm sure it would be not too difficult to to figure out where things went wrong. But a big part of, of my role is to set expectations accordingly. And so I think a lot of these stories that you hear where things went poorly were because some expectation was set that just kind of went off the rails. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So much of life is about expectations. So, well, Barbara, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know, I think I already said it, so I'll say it again. I've, I have your business valued. Um, there's, there is really no downside to it. Uh, it's not that hard. There are, there are some times a year where it's really easy to do it. Like after the close of a calendar year or a fiscal year, when all your, you tidy up the books, they're ready to go, send them over to somebody like me and, and we can get started on a business valuation process or tax time is another time when you've got all your, you know, everything's updated. If you send it over to your CPA, you can send it over to somebody 
um, who can do the business valuation and do that sooner rather than later because you want to make sure you have time. If, if you want to work on some things before you sell your business, get that valuation up. Um, you want to, you want to do it a couple of years in advance. So go ahead and have it valued. There's, there's really no downside to it. And, um, there's certainly financially a pretty big downside to, uh, postponing it and waiting until it's too late to do anything. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets a Come on, come on. So Barbara, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at B Allen Taylor. And you can find a lot of great information and blog posts and such at our website, which is Alan Taylor. Alan is A-L-L-A-N, Taylor.co. So there's no M on the end. Um, we have a Facebook page, too, and I'm on LinkedIn. But I would say Twitter and the website are probably the best places to get all kinds of resources. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Barbara your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and go check out their website as well. And I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Barbara. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.